0: Hello and welcome to the Split Real Podcast. I'm Steve Packnick and joining me as always, he's still figuring out exactly how he's gonna pay for all of his streaming services. It's Gabe Acevedo.
1: Credit card, that's it, points, debt. Get myself into more debt.
0: Just throw it all on the credit card. and Absolutely, pay it. do
1: you remember when streaming services were supposed to be the solution to cable? Fun times. And now it's,
0: and now it's the, uh, it's a combination of the both. It's ridiculous. And I have you both. O- yeah, you overpay for cable and you have all the streaming services. As
1: Absolutely. Well. <laughs>
0: Fun times. It's because How are they you? package it together. They package it together. It's super annoying. Like, yep. I, you have to get, if I don't get cable, I can't get internet. And if I don't have internet, I can't get the streaming services. So I need all of it. And it's yep. just killing me here it's,
1: it's a mess me. it's a mess they're killing us malls they're killing us they're,
0: they're killing us i'm good i'm doing very well i avoided that snow blizzard that hit the northeast some of uh, our oh, that's right that our,
1: happened our,
0: some of our listeners i know have been slammed by that uh losing power losing blowers, you know what have you it, it really hit them pretty hard but it avoided me completely so very very cool so you though. got
1: nothing of it
0: no i got none of it no
1: oh wow yeah.
0: Got very cold though. It was negative fifteen here the other day. So oh, I that was those days. That was very cold. Yeah, yeah. Avoid. I don't that, miss. Luckily.
1: I don't miss those days.
0: <laughs> no one should. No one should miss
1: them. <laughs> I'll stay here where where it's sixty and sunny and nice. I'm good.
0: That sounds like a plan. That sounds like a really really good plan.
1: Yeah. Well, talk to it's, me in two months when it's when it's one hundred by the end you know, of it March. it will be one hundred. I'll be like I'm done. That, that
0: sounds about right. Yep, I'm, I'm going to avoid that and not go down that road again. <laughs> I'll plan my visits more strategically and think in the future.
1: Winter, that's this weather for you, heaven. Yeah, no need for you to come back in August.
0: Don't plan on it. So this week we're going to be talking about um a lot of the headlines that are going on within the news of streaming services. So really just focusing entirely on the streaming wars today. There's no headline snapshot because everything is headlines and we're going to go through streaming service really and talk about what's the state of it what's going on some of you have probably heard some stuff or have some of these streaming services some might not we'll go through each of them talk about the state of them what's going on with them what's the future of these services and what are we excited for a little bit of a TV preview we don't really talk and cover TV all that much but we'll give you a little preview of things that we're excited for this season. So let's start at the top, right? The biggest of all of the streaming services, certainly the, the one that sets the standard is Netflix. Netflix is at the top of the pyramid. Um, Recently, two weeks ago, there was a report that new subscribers in the fourth quarter came out. So they released all these different numbers and people got into a pretty big panic and the stock price dropped dramatically because they decided to add, well, sorry, they added only 8.3 million subscribers compared to the projected 8.5 million subscribers and and people just like freaked out. I mean, 200,000 people freaking out. Uh, They also only predicted about adding about two and a half million in the first quarter this year, which is down 4 million less than last year at the same time. That would make this year the worst year for subscribers since 2015. So that's pretty dramatic. What kind of an impact do you think that this dip is going to have on the service going forward?
1: Um, Listen, just from a viewer perspective, because I'm not a numbers person, I don't know how businesses work. I'm like, oh, point two. Sure, that's nothing. Um, I really don't see it having a negative impact when it comes to service as when it comes to products that they're giving us as viewers. I think they will still give us the A-list talent, the movies, the shows that they have on the pipeline and any other new things that come up. I mean, still Spielberg just signed a contract with them. So, you know, what, 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 what else that they, they can ask for? Scorsese still with them. So I don't think it will have a big negative impact on service and on products. I think just from a viewer perspective, I don't think it's that big of a deal.
0: Cause I mean, one of the things with, with the, the, idea of not expanding their service so much. I mean, there are, they're already up to 222 million subscribers. That's their, that's where they are right now on a global scale. They have room to grow a bit, obviously, like you can get more and more subscribers and they're really trying to push for more of a European market and. An Asian market, which is one of the things that they're trying to get into. And they're, they're trying to expand and they're really starting to slow down this growth, which has fueled all of their projects. I feel like for the past few years, you know, they've spent billions of dollars on all of these different projects that they have going on. I mean, you've seen all of the movies that they've had come out, all of the people that they've signed on, you know, like you just said, they're signing on Spielberg. Um, You know, they're signing on all these big names and there is a, a general worry. I think one of the reasons the stock price kind of panicked for a second there was, are they going to be able to fulfill their debts that they're acquiring because they're they're paying so much for all of these projects i mean you look at the most streamed movie last year was red notice that was a 200 million dollar project that i mean both of us thought were was just a pile of garbage but i mean i i'm not gonna lie i thought it was terrible i thought it was a huge waste of money same and it didn't it didn't look to be fair it didn't look like a 200 million dollar movie You know, if they if they made it look like a two hundred million dollar movie, maybe it would have been better, but it it didn't. And I think that's where some of the subscriber base is getting scared because they're they're figuring out like what are we gonna do? Are we gonna do we have to scale back on the projects here? Do we have to move away from some of the prestige movies that are coming out? Do we not pay two hundred million dollars for a movie? Can we could we make that same movie for half the amount of money? Like so I feel like there could be a dip in the quality. I mean, especially considering the last the, the movies last year that were really big were red notice and actually the second largest movie that was watched last year was don't look up which is kind of interesting uh very very different movies i would yeah. say but
1: i think they have two things in common one thing in common and it's big a-list stars mm-hmm. i think what drives a lot of netflix's um programming is the names behind them i mean i would i would assume that's any project you know people are are are, are hold into the big heavy stars, but I think those two you know have you you have what The Rock, Gal Gadot, Ryan Reynolds in, in one, and then you have people like DiCaprio, Streep, Lawrence, Blanchette in the other. These are stars. These are movie um, actors that people go out and watch, and people don't mind going to the movie theaters and watching their movies. Um, when it co- when it you know going back to like numbers. And please jump in because, you know, I'm not a numbers person. I don't understand the whole business aspect of it, but there's going to come a time that subscriptions from a viewer perspective is going to slow down because everybody already has it. Like, you know what, like who else is creating accounts? Like uh, most people, not most people, tons of people have it. Um, we know that a lot of sharing occurs so, you know, there's gonna t- come a time that subscription will halt, not halt, but definitely slow down. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. But that's just from a viewer perspective, maybe from a business perspective, this idea of not continuing to grow is bad. But who, are, who else are you going to make get an account if they're already everybody already has an account?
0: I mean, that's really one of the things that they're trying to figure out, like what other what other areas and audiences can they get onto this onto the service? Because ultimately, we're looking at the idea that, yes, there are tons of subscribers. I mean, there's 222 million. That's a ton of people. They're trying to break into some of the markets of Europe or markets in Asia. And even in the United States, like you said, there's sharing markets. I mean, a lot of people are sharing their accounts. They could try and, I mean, I could foresee them getting rid of the the sharing ability, you know, cutting down and trying to cut down on shareability. Yeah, They've done this in the past with like limiting the number of people that could be watching at the same time. At the same time, yeah. Because remember, it used to be like one person had Netflix, which meant everybody who that person knew had Netflix. Yep. Now they've oh, kind yeah. of started limiting it. I'm sure that, you know, one of the next steps in a desperation move could be to greatly limit the number of people. Down if to, not like, eliminate it completely.
1: And then just you can only connect to one account.
0: I don't know that they would do just one account because that would that would eliminate households i think i feel like four is probably the max that they would go down to
1: you don't see it going maybe to two or three
0: no just because of a household i'm thinking of a household if you have two kids and two adults they could be all streaming something at the same time okay i think four would probably be the lowest any service would probably go
1: okay that's fair Do what what are they at now
0: i'm not 100 sure what okay. it is right now I, I bet it is at four i'm thinking could four but, I,
1: I don't know why i was thinking
0: five but sure yeah yeah maybe. I mean, the other thing, too, with Netflix that's kind of interesting is the the old guard of their TV series, like these prestige TV series that they've been putting out and like really started and kicked off and launched and expanded the series. These are coming to an end. I think Ozark and Stranger Things are the, really the last two series that were the mainstays of the of the network. Of, of the service, rather, because it's not technically a network, but of the service. You know, you had things like Orange is the New Black or House, House of Cards. Cards and and the, the those types of shows are all done. They're done. They're gone. Ozark, I think is this is its last season. Stranger Things has like one or maybe two more, two more seasons, seasons left. Yeah. And those are going away. Those are the things that everybody's talking about. They're the big bumbling ones. With those going away, what do you see being the next step because we have a couple of franchises that have been getting some buzz but do you see these things lasting longer what do you what what are your thoughts on the the loss of these prestige shows
1: i mean it everything has to come to an end um and that's like you said i i it would be interesting to go to do a deep dive on what is considered the old versus new guard because i would consider ozark and Stranger Things more newish than oldish. Like for me, I, the old guard. I feel would be like, like those
0: those bridge the gap to me. Yeah, because those started they a couple of years. Those probably started three or four years ago.
1: Yes, they started three or four years ago. So, but it's interesting. I I think, and this is not only for Netflix. I think this is for streaming services in in general. I think, as somebody who loves TV, and I know that I watch more TV than you. Although you've been you've gotten into TV lately quite a bit, which is really good is the limited series format i think that is the future um and when you look at how limited series has has changed have changed in the last i don't know six seven years they become these mega hit productions that you can get huge movie stars to come in do a six to eight episode arc and be done you don't have to sign on for five six seasons they win Emmys, they get viewers, they get critical acclaim. You got the big A list stars who draw in viewers, and then you're done. And then you repeat the process. I see mini, uh, not mini, used to be mini series, limited series being um, just the new normal, especially when you think of how scripted shows have changed. You and I grew up in an era that shows were what, 26 episodes a season? Mm-hmm. And now seasons are what, 10, 12 episodes, if we're lucky? So we're, you know, our span has gone down and down. So I just see limited series being the future for all streaming services, actually. more, Way more limited series coming out.
0: Do you think that keeps viewers, though? I mean, a lot of times people want to log on to watch the same show over and over again. Like, that's one of the things that people love doing. And I I feel like limited series are one and dones for me. I mean, I haven't really rewatched a lot of limited series uh, like, you know, I think one of the best limited series in the past couple of years has been, I mean, last, have you ever rewatched the queen's gambit or Chernobyl or, um, any of the, uh, American crime story series? Like people don't really rewatch those all that often, you know?
1: Well, I, I, it's an interesting question, but then you have these shows that if you look at it, shows are not lasting. Unless you're a show that started in the 2000s, shows are not lasting more than four, five, six seasons anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. For
1: shows are being capped uh, at four. Netflix, especially, is a master of ending shows three, four seasons in. Um, it's very rare. It was you know, Orange Is any Black hat seven, but that started early 2010, so that was you know just a luck of the draw. So I again, I think people are just. I get what you're saying about revisiting shows and I and I'm I'm with you 100% on that but I also think just viewerships are changing and people might be more in not more interested but just equally interested in she in seeing shorter spans of shows I don't know if that makes sense but if you look at I remember you know we Grey's Anatomy is what and it's 47th season at this point, Supernatural had like 76 seasons, but these are all shows that started what, 2003, 2004. Mm. And now you have, I don't know, Stranger Things, maybe capping up at four or five, Ozark capping up at four or five. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think think spans are becoming shorter and shorter, even for scripted series with a few seasons.
0: One of the things that Netflix is doing and looking to the future is they're finding that international shows are really popular. For example, like Squid Game was the most popular TV show of the year. And then their number one show right now on on Netflix is All of Us Are Dead, which is another uh, Korean film or Korean series that's out right now. And they're finding like people are actually really clamoring for this stuff and they find that those are really popular. I mean, they there's a one of the things that came out when, when Squid Game came out, they said that that show in the, the value of people watching, it was worth $900 million was the mm-hmm. value of people watching that. So I feel like there's going to be a shift towards more of, of that aspect. And the other thing with that is I'm realizing that show is extremely violent yeah. and that's going to be interesting to see, like, if that's the pivot that they take, they also take like a pivot towards foreign foreign adaptations that uh, are, are, are out there and, acquiring to the right the rights to it in multiple countries because you know they have the rights to it in the United States but I don't know if they if you can if you want to watch Squid Game I don't know what you watch Squid Game on in the UK or Squid Game in in even Japan or wherever I don't know what you watch it on but they're going to try to acquire probably that the rights to it in all of those countries and things like that. I feel like that's one of the things that they're going to do to try to grow their subscriber base, I feel.
1: Yeah, that's true and I'm happy that um international shows and films are are just taking off the way they are um yeah you you just said it squid game was a huge sensation last year it still is um they just announced that second season is a uh, is a go and i think they want to expand the universe because now everything has to have a universe apparently
0: yeah i mean there's no doubt they're not going to make a second season the first season was the most watched television show they say ever but you know we don't know that for sure
1: it's interesting
0: what are you excited for this year? So each each of these services, we'll talk about a couple TV series that we're excited for. So starting off with Netflix, what are what are you excited for?
1: Um, Stranger Things four. I'm a huge fan of Stranger Things. I'm really excited. The trailer looks really good. Um, and I think a reason for for my excitement for the show is I want to know if this is the last season or if they're going to give us one more because the creators always said that they were they wanted to cap it at four or five. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And I am really excited about a live-action adaptation of my favorite animated show ever, Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, that show has never, Steve, never been made into a live-action um, yeah, property. Is. Um, I haven't seen it, so I don't know what you're talking about. You didn't see
0: about. the M. Night Shyamalan movie uh, about uh, the, the Last Airbender?
1: I, I don't know who that is. Um, So... <laughs> so i'm excited for that um because apparently um you know the casting seems right seems diverse um so i'm willing to give netflix a shot at that show so i'm waiting for those two shows at least when it comes to netflix
0: yeah i'm pretty excited for the umbrella academy season three and um potentially the the witcher uh the, the witcher spinoff the witcher bloodlines i think it's called. oh yeah so I am excited for that just because I, I really like the Witcher universe, so I'll watch that. And then Did you finish Witcher 2? Yeah, I finished that. I nice. enjoyed it. It's good. I, I really am I was a big fan of The Witcher. I, I like that series a lot. There's another show that I saw a trailer for that I thought looked really funny. It was called Murderville. I don't know if you saw the trailer for this. I have not it's, Will Arnett is solving murders in a town, but he gets every week he gets a new guest star to solve crimes with. And they just and apparently the movies, the show is scripted except for the guest star, which I think is just a really funny sort of idea. Um,
1: Why haven't I heard <laughs> of this before?
0: I, I don't know where I saw the trailer. I just I just happened to see it one day. I think it was on. I don't know. I was just scrolling through something, and it was just it just looked really really funny. And like for, for example, some of the people that come on there for the show, like some of the guests that come on, include. Um, oh god i'm sorry i'm like it's
1: conan ken jong yeah. kumalan Nanjiani, annie murphy from Shits creek sharon stone wow and Marshawn
0: lynch so those are the people that come on to the show so like i think that's that's pretty funny you know like each of them come on and they have a week where they go on and that they play themselves week. Is it come out this week
1: i think it's more of a schedule to be released on february 3rd
0: Oh, so I didn't re- see. I forgot it's February. Look at that! <laughs> but I'm excited about. it. I think that should be an interesting show. I mean, it could be cool. So, I'll try. I'll give that a look.
1: I had. I'm gonna search the trailer after we're done with this. I had not heard about that. Yeah, so check that one out. Good to know.
0: Um, another service that doesn't seem to be having any issues issues at all. I mean, where Netflix had a couple stumbling blocks. Uh, Disney, the Disney Box and Disney Machine, is uh, the next one on our our list here. Um, so it's on pace to expand to a great scope right now. It's it's reach is already really big. I mean, it's Disney. So Disney's spending billions of dollars on content this year. Like I think they're projected to spend $33 billion on content, which is like insane amounts of money. They're expected to reach this summer. They're looking to launch into, I believe over 40 other countries and territories, including like most of Eastern Europe, North Africa and Southwest Asia. So like that's really where they're looking at focusing their expansion. They're already at 118 million viewers sorry, subscribers. Um, and added a small amount in the last year, but you know, it wasn't it wasn't as great of a, a year as Netflix. Netflix had a bigger spread last year, but mm-hmm. with Disney expanding into multiple countries this year, I feel like they're gonna have an even bigger growth and they're they're growing very quickly to try to compete directly with Netflix. Yeah. And they're they're definitely Netflix's biggest competitor. Um, but for me, the, the thing that's really concerning about uh Disney And this is something that i'd I'd love to talk about is the fact that they have wildly popular television shows but they're really based on two series they're based on two ip star wars and marvel they are reliant so heavily on those franchises you know and it's kind of working like the first episode of the book of boba fett got more viewers than two entire series on netflix so like, that's kind of a big deal. But as we found out, the Book of Boba Fett, Boba Fett kind of sucks. I'm, I'm not a fan of the show. It, it's not very good. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Boba. But you're just not good. <laughs> um, do you think that this model of straightforward franchise material is the way Disney should keep operating?
1: Not in the long run. I think it works for them for the next few years because whatever we think about Star Wars and Marvel they are what, what? what's the meme is is it um i forgot which host is it? they are the moment <laughs> you know they are they are the moment it it, it you know look at me like if maybe yoda keeps if grogu keeps appearing i'm gonna watch anything you know um i love the marvel series way more than i did the movies this year um marvel and, and star wars have the fan base and they're gonna people are gonna come back to them so i think it works for them but i think eventually People who are loyal to those IPs will stay. People who want to see that but are looking for something else might get tired and leave if they don't offer them something new. And I don't think the little shorts about Disney Renaissance movies or the little docu-series that they have that I love and I watch them constantly. I watch them constantly. I watch them all of them. The normal viewer is not going to log into Disney Plus to watch that. And they will not. They will get tired of logging in just to watch one season of Mando every year, and then three shows of Marvel, and that's it.
0: I mean, that's really what I was worried about. You know, the sustainability of these series. I mean, don't get me wrong; they are wildly popular. I think they're the most popular and successful things on streaming services now. I mean, the Disney Marvel series are fantastic. The Star Wars series have been good. I mean, specifically Mandalorian has been very successful. There are other the animated ones like the Bad Batch and things like that not as successful i think in terms of subscribers and people viewing it because i mean yes people who are hardcore star wars fans will watch it they're they're more niche.
1: animated shows are definitely more niche
0: and that's the thing i am a star wars fan i like star wars Mm -hmm. i have never watched them i have not watched any of that other stuff and i think that's one of the things that you're going to start finding like if marvel starts putting out more animated series probably going to lose me You know, Mm -hmm. if they start doing this type of thing, I feel like it's going to start losing some of the base. So with that in mind, you know, there's a lot of people who don't care about superhero movies who don't care about star Wars. They're not really interested in Disney. So what do you think is the next innovation that's going to come from Disney that could possibly expand their content?
1: That is such a philosophical question. I don't, uh, I don't know. Well, I think nostalgia. I think a huge test for them this year is the fact that they're, they're, they are dropping a few movies or they're in production of a few movies that are sequels to movies from the 80s and 90s. The same with some shows from the 80s and, um, and then the same with some shows that are coming out in the next year, year and a half that are from movies from the 80s and 90s. I think they're going to try their hand at nostalgia to see if it works and to see if they drop um, viewers on their system
0: do you think that nostalgia's is going to work they've done this before they've i mean they've they've remade all of the shows all of the you know renaissance movies into quote-unquote live action yeah. uh do you think in they they were they're successful but
1: i mean they, I made, they, 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 definitely, they definitely made money like beauty and the beast a lot of these movies made over a billion dollars each it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how they do in the streaming service per se i think nostalgia works when it's done correctly I think nostalgia is a very fine line um, to walk um, because it could get very nostalgia-y and very ridiculous. Or it could just go off the rails and be just like, really, that's the only thing you gave us? So it's it's a fine line to walk. But I do think it could work if it's done correctly.
0: Yeah, I'm a little worried with the whole... Disney Plus content machine. Not that I'm not that I don't trust Disney. Disney puts out beautiful content all the time. You know their series are great. But I think where you're talking about even the the idea of nostalgia and remaking nostalgic things or bringing them back, I think that'll wear thin quite quickly. You know we had some live action movies. Some were pretty successful. I would say like Beauty and the Beast is quite successful. I thought Cruella did very well. Uh, But then you also for each one of those, then you have another sequel of uh, Alice in Wonderland or you have Aladdin. You have those movies that aren't as successful and people go, why don't they just make something new? And they do make some new stuff. And I think there are some pretty successful new things. But again, I think they're, they're going to be losing a lot of that adult content. I don't think they're going to be getting as many adults. I mean, the adults that have kids, you ha- it's like becoming an essential. You have to have Disney. If you have kids, you have to have it, but there is another market out there. And I feel like they might just start going to slightly more. I wouldn't, I'm not going to say adult series because they're, it's, it's Disney. They're not putting out adult series at all, but I feel like they're going to make more, more, more things in the vein of like Marvel where they're, they're not fo- specifically for kids kids but they're for like people who are quote-unquote young at heart um so i feel like they could pivot to that and maybe mine some of their other ip like you know i wouldn't be surprised if they put out a pirates of the caribbean series or you know things in that vein where they start to take the ip of popular series and mine it for other series that are more in tune with the type of marvel type series they have but Other than that, I mean, I feel like the way Disney Plus is going to sustain is they're just going to drop all of their uh, Pixar things. I think all the Pixar things are pretty much going to the service now. And it's so sad for
1: Pixar. I feel so Mm -hmm. bad for that. And I don't know why they're doing that because I think Pixar animation is way better than Disney animation when it comes to movies. Um, It sucks. What you said, something that I was thinking of, and it's true. I understand Disney, Disney's brand of childhood and innocence and this and that and I and I love that I you know I'm all you know I'm a Disney kid I love that but I also think that Disney should open their eyes and expand to a broader adult market I'm not saying for you to do HBO content in Disney that's never gonna happen like that's no but an example of that is that they were they greenlit um a series on this McGuire, which is from our generation, but it was canceled because the producers, the writers, um, Hilary Duff, who was an executive producer, wanted to take the show into a more realistic grown up version. And Disney said, no, they, we want to maintain this innocence. And they're like, but no, that's not reality. And I think that's a missed opportunity because I think you could expand your viewership. And it, it, you don't even have to think about adults. Think about young adults older teenagers that maybe are like tired of the of the little mermaids of the world and want to see something else reach out to them there is a way for you to give something more grown-up-ish without necessarily being euphoria on hbo
0: yeah uh i think ultimately the other thing too is they also have they also have hulu so disney owns hulu so it's not that big of a deal like they'll just put that content that they want to make on hulu but the subscriber base is still different. They, really different they really yeah. want those numbers they want those numbers on Disney they really really want them there uh what so moving forward though what are you what are you excited for for this year
1: <laughs> uh simple list Moon Knight Kenobi Mando 3 Ahsoka but I think Ahsoka drops next year not this year and then movies and it goes with the nostalgia thing that I was telling you about about things from the 90s Hocus Pocus 2 and Sister Act 3
0: Oh wow, yeah, you got a lot of stuff. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I'm excited for Moon Knight. I think that'll be really cool. You know, we watched the trailer the other day; it's, it's fantastic. The second half of the Mandalorian season is gonna come out. We had the the series premiere, the season three <laughs> premiere last week on the Book of Boba Fett.
1: <laughs> wow, wasn't the episode literally called "The Return of the Mandalorian" or something? It was like that? called
0: "The Return of the Mandalorian," and it is. I was looking at the ratings on of each episode, and the episode rate the average ratings for like an episode of the Book of Boba Fett is like seven point two. Mm. That rating for this episode was a nine point six. Everybody <laughs> was like, "I'm not gonna." So this is a little aside because I, I wanted to talk about this really quickly. But the Book of Boba Fett is is not successful in my mind. I don't think is. I think they tried something different, and they just totally whiffed, and it didn't work. The Mandalorian shows up, and it's so disrespectful to the rest. I mean, it's it's the exact opposite of what the Book of Boba Fett's trying to do. Boba's trying to create respect and command with respect. The man Mando comes in, disrespects him entirely because his episode is infinitely better than anything that the Boba Fett episodes are. <laughs> and now I'm just excited for more of The Mandalorian in the Book of Boba Fett. That's the only reason I'm going to watch the rest of the series. Wow.
1: It was so, and I told you I loved that episode. It's definitely the best episode. But Disney yeah, I've watched did it multiple times. dirty. They're like, you know what? You suck. Let us drop a Mando episode right in the middle of your show.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's kind <laughs> of it. It's really if you think about it, that's bizarre. They really do drop another show right in the middle of that of show. show. Yeah. That that it, but it was it, amazing. Loved it.
1: Oh wow! Fun times. <laughs>
0: So the next series on our list is this, the service that probably we both like the best. Uh, I wouldn't say, I don't know if it's the best format, but I, I personally like this service the best. I mean, it's the one we've talked about probably the most throughout the, the podcast, and that's HBO Max. This this series, sir, sorry, service really stepped up this year. I would say that this one of all of the services really launched itself into really being a true contender you know, HBO has always been this niche thing. And I don't want to say niche, but it's always been the prestige brand. And it's always been premium cable. You know, that's what it was. It was always touted as premium cable. Oh my God. That's the channel that, you know, they swear on and things like that. Like when growing up and it was like the one that you had someone who might have owned it or, or whatever, or if someone owned a, what are they, what are they called? You remember the the black boxes. Did you ever have a black box or wow. I'm talking about those. Yeah. Yeah. So someone would get on that and they'd be like, Oh my God, you get up to channel 74, which is, I don't know if that was HBO at the time, but it was always this prestige brand or this premium channel. Well, now it's actually expanded to becoming one of the premier streaming services. It's expanded to um, it, it not just meet its subscriber base of the year, it was projected to be at 73 million. Well, it's surpassed that by 800,000 um, subscribers and actually was one of the few services that really beat its projection and people were really, really excited about this. It, one of the things that I think led to the most subscribers here with it is the fact that they had that controversial day and date release that Warner, of the Warner Brothers Slate of 2021 films. Got a lot of criticism when they mm-hmm. announced that but really looking at the fact that it pretty much I think since two since the last year it doubled its subscriber base. It went from thirty eight million to seventy four million now. Like it really, really exploded and is very, very big and looking to continue to grow its slate in twenty twenty two. Um I think HBO Max is, is working you know, it's in, in its originals quite well, along with the HBO series. It's also curating tons of movies through its other channels like TCM or Studio Ghibli or whatever, or like the DC content and things like that. And it's looking forward. I, I think the CEO just announced that they're looking to spend $18 billion on content in the next year, which is actually more than was pledged by Netflix. So there's no more day and date release this year, right? There's, there's no more day and date release for Warner brothers. Their movies are going to theaters and then probably shortly after going to HBO, but they're going to theaters. So is there anything more that HBO can do to expand the subscribers out? They're already hesitant because some people don't want to get it. Anything else they can do?
1: I mean, I think they're playing their cards right. I think it's, you know, I, I, I did not know about that pledge that you said and what they're doing, which I think it's, they're going in the right direction. You know, it's, it's I remember when you, you, we, you talk about the black boxes and stuff when we were kids, HBO was like out of reach. Like HBO was, you know, oh, wow, that's prestige television, stuff like that. And it's so interesting to see just HBO now, quote unquote, accessible to everybody. I think they're doing what they need to do. I think they have great studios um, or studio esque things in them. I think we've both said this HBO Max probably has one of the best catalogs out there um in any streaming service um their interface they still can work on it a little bit but that's another conversation um yeah I think they're doing good I'm interested to see last year left a little bit of strained relationships with studios with the day and date release I'm interested to see and we're not going to see this in 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 a year we'll probably see this in two or three years how that affected working relationships with them and with studios and who's coming back we already know a huge name didn't come back to Warner Brothers um, referring to Nolan, so I want to see how that plays into talent coming in and out and working with HBO and other companies so that'll be interesting to watch.
0: I mean, I think they have—they've—they've they've got the ability to, to perform. They're—they're they a proven proven series. I mean, one of the things that th- they have going for them is they—they they are a trusted brand. Mm. You know, if you watch an HBO series, you are pretty confident that it's gonna be good. You know, Netflix is a total gamble
1: absolutely no idea
0: you have no idea if it's going to be good you can even put big names people in those movies in those tv shows you have no idea if it's going to be good hbo is a trusted brand it's one that really curates their material and i think that's pretty good my my worry was the fact that now that it is popular as soon as all of these services have gotten really expanded and popular like once netflix got really big their content got really watered down yeah are you afraid of a, a sort of watered down content that's going to come out because of the need to just get more and more and more and more and more stuff out there? Do you think it's going to get watered down in the, the type of series that we've come to love from HBO are going to be watered down a bit?
1: Um, as of now, my answer is no, I don't think so. I mean, they're even taking chances. I'm a huge fan of things like Euphoria. And, you know, we're talking about Zendaya, one of the biggest stars right now. And trust me, that show is not watered down at all. I could see... I can see what you're, where you're coming from with that question and down the road on, you know, the accessibility and, and, and the access to it. I don't think so. Cause I think HBO has set their brand. People know what HBO is. People know what HBO does and the risks they take. Um, so I don't think that they'll do that. And I definitely hope that they don't do that because HBO does what nobody else does. And that's, good for them. And like you said, when you watch an HBO show, you know at least it's going to be decent and good, if not fantastic.
0: I mean, I think that's one of the things that other streaming services are trying to get to that level. I mean, that's what Netflix would love to be. Netflix would love to be HBO. They would love that their series are taken as seriously as HBO series. And to some extent they have been. I feel like there actually is going to be more of a drop-off on that now. You know, I don't know that they're going to be trying to compete at the same level because the things that they compete with don't drive subscribers. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know how many subscribers The Crown Season 6 is going to get, I mean, got. But the other thing, The Crown is ending, and there's no other Netflix series that's right behind it looking to win those Emmys. Where, Yep, because Ozark is finishing. HBO is all about their series. You know, they, they have the most watched TV show on HBO's service was um game of thrones well they got a new game of thrones series which everybody's hoping is good <laughs> in particular warner brothers is hoping that it, this new uh game of thrones series is good because that's going to drive those subscribers succession yep. if you put a new season of succession out which could a new one could come out at the end of the year even though we're just finishing up the last we just finished the last one we could get a new one at the end of the year yep that's gonna that drives those subscribers. So their, their best stuff drives really great subscribers and continues to push the base of their subscribers. And it's going to be something that I feel like is definitely trusted. I mean, even, even the thing that's interesting is on the service itself, there's a difference. They actually still make a difference between HBO and HBO Max Originals. Yeah. Even though they're still done by this, they're put on the exact same platform. You have... Still, that brand of HBO is that holy brand, the the, the premium version, uh, and anything else below that. If they if they're not sure if it's going to be a hit, it becomes a Max original. Yeah. So,
1: which is I, and 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 that's a good gamble. And and I think in a prime example of that, you know, you know, I always try to I, I always tie it to awards. Was Euphoria? Euphoria came out what two years ago. Um, the first mm-hmm. season, and people were like, "Well, this is going to be hit or miss. We know it's Zendaya, but still, we don't know." The graphics, sex, drugs, teenagers, blah, blah, blah. Huge Emmy hits. And they are winning best actress at the drama. She's, I think she's the second youngest ever to win that category. Only the second African-American biracial person to win. And then Euphoria has just become a phenomenon on the show. Um, So I, uh, but, but I agree with you. I I, I can see what you're saying. I, I mean, I see what you're saying of the originals versus this, but I think they play it very smart. Because even with what they may not have faith with, that they slapped the original stuff on, the the HBO Max original, it's still good. Oh, yeah. It's still it, really good television.
0: I think what's funny is they they definitely, it's really good. Like, I, I do enjoy some of those series. Um, Like, I like The Flight Attendant. I thought it was pretty good. And they still have other ones that are coming out that are, are going to be great, I think. But... It's just funny that they're, if they're hesitant, they put it on the max and it could yeah. still be really good. But they, 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 I think they have just a, a slap on like one brand. If they trust it, it's going to yeah. the regular, like and that's to, where the the new show, the gilded age is on yes. is, a, is a, is a new show, but they have a, a Lakers series called winning time. The rise of the uh, Lakers dynasty that's going on max. So on they're max. not sure yeah. what, how that's going to go. So it's kind of interesting to see. And that'll also grow the subscriber base.
1: Well, and and the the interesting thing is that we know that because we talk about it and we research it. The average person doesn't know that. The average person is just HBO. It's just Mm. HBO, which is, you know, fun for the average viewer. It's like, oh, this show is on HBO. Let me get HBO.
0: Yeah. And I think one of the things that's exciting is a lot of the new series are coming back this year. I'm pretty excited for a lot of new stuff coming out. Like... For me, uh, there's three seasons of the my favorite shows on HBO right now are coming back. We have, within by the end of the year, we're going to get a new season of Barry is coming out in the summer. We get a new season of Westworld, which is coming back. And the final season of His Dark Materials, which I'm pretty excited about. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for those ones. Is there anything on HBO you're excited for coming up?
1: I'm excited by for Raised by Wolves season two. I'm a huge fan of that first season from Ridley Scott. Um, I'm excited for, obviously, Game of Thrones. I'm a huge fan of the original series. It, it sucks that HBO canceled it and we never got an eighth season. That's my story and I'll stick to that. Um, and I'm excited for Gremlins. The We're getting a Gremlins animated show, which is a sequel. The show will be a sequel to the second movie. Um, I love Gremlins, um, so that'll be fun. And I want to see what they do with that.
0: So the next, so we're just going to go down the list to a couple other series that we have left here. Uh, some subscribers, I don't, I don't want to talk too much about them, but like we had the big three. I think the big three right now are Netflix, Disney, and HBO. Those are certainly the big three in terms of subscribers and the ones that people talk about. They're the buzziest of all of the different services. But we do have other services that we have to. It would be remiss if we didn't talk about them, and those include uh, the first one we'll talk about is just Prime Video. You know amazon prime video which is i think the afterthought of amazon <laughs> they're just like yeah so we're gonna sell you a bunch of stuff and get and underpay our workers and then we'll if you want to distract from all that we'll give you like a season of jack ryan every couple of years <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> i feel like sometimes some of their content too is like nobody cares they just put out all this stuff that some of it could be good and i don't think the executives of Prime Video actually care about their service? I don't really know. I'm basing it on the fact that a lot of their series, like nobody really watches, but people still make them. I don't know. I don't really know many people that watch these series. And if they do, nobody's talking about them. You know, like they have the Wheel of Time, which I've heard is pretty decent, but nobody's, there's not a big discussion and conversation around Wheel of Time.
1: Yeah, that's, I I still haven't seen it.
0: do yeah I don't, I don't really plan on seeing that either like one of the things that's interesting is they have they're they're making big pitches and big swings here and I, I think it's interesting because they have about 175 million subscribers potentially because if you have amazon prime which 200 million people have then you have prime video yep and bezos is like yeah everybody we, we had 175 million users on our on our subscription service and that doesn't mean that people actually go on there and watch. That means like they might have watched a video once on there because they accidentally clicked on something and it opened up on Prime. But we don't really know how the numbers on that. Amazon's kind of sketchy with revealing those numbers. But do you think they're, they're, they're going to do anything else with that? Are they really trying? Apart from, obviously, the, the big story and the, the, the thing that I'm most excited about and we're both probably most excited about is the fact that they have the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, which is a terrible name for a TV show, by the way. But that series is coming out at the end of the year. And uh, (laughs) besides, I mean, mean, I'm pretty excited about that. Besides that, do you think there's anything else that they're going to be able to entice us with? Or are they just going to keep selling us stuff?
1: They're just gonna keep selling us stuff unless you're somebody like me that actually just takes the time to watch this. Like I'm I'm a huge fan of like the Marvelous Mrs. Mazel on, on on Prime. You know, i can't wait for the fourth season. Um, it's like you said, if you have Prime, you have this, and then they use those numbers to say that Prime is um going up. Um, and it's weird because I think I was tell- I, w- I was telling you this before we started recording, and I think I mentioned this to one streaming service, but I definitely think prime falls into this as well. Um, this idea that Prime Video won a series Emmy before Netflix, yet people don't really think at, as, of Prime as a, a huge... The first idea of Prime Video is not, oh, they're streaming, they have a lot of content, let's go there, if that makes sense. Mm. And it's weird because I it's just like, oh, they, and they have really cool stuff and their catalog is not bad. I actually watch quite a few things there. But I don't know. It's just, like you said, I think they just group the numbers. Oh, people have Prime. So, yeah, they also have Prime Video. It's part of the numbers.
0: Basil doesn't
1: care. He's a, a freaking billionaire.
0: Was the series uh, The Marvelous Miss Mazel? Because I don't care about that show at all. I cannot care less. Yeah, The Marvelous Miss
1: Maisel. Less. Yeah. I and mean, they also and have one for Fleabag. But, and Fleabag, another, you know, <laughs> yeah, another one that won for second season. Yeah, they won back is, to back
0: which is really funny. Cause like, I just, the Marvis Muslim, Basil I, I don't care at all. It's like, it's weird. I don't really care. I think one of the things that prime is trying to do, I don't think they really are concentrating too much on the content because again, that's not the prime focus of Amazon. Amazon yeah. is all about trying to get you stuff and sell you more and more stuff and cover up the fact that they're just abusing their workers. But I think what they're trying to do is I think the next step for them, I think that, that they're trying to do is get into sports. Um, one of the things I saw that the next, um, the next year is I think they have a 10 year contract with the NFL to stream a game on, on Amazon, because that's one of the things streamers don't really have. I think the next tier that we're going to talk about has streaming of, of live entertainment, but I don't think a lot of them do. And I feel like Amazon recognized that like, there is this need for streaming sports and now you can. If you have a fire stick, you can load up and stream your favorite sports shows. So if you want to watch the NFL on there, which is the most watched thing in the United States in terms of anything, really, you can put it on Amazon. And I think they, they, I think they put a bid in for, to stream the Super Bowl, but didn't get it quite yet. But I feel like that's the next step, too, is just sports. and I think getting things like the NFL is going to be a really, really big game changer for the series service.
1: Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, sports, my calling. Not.
0: Well, you might not be the perfect demographic for that, but there are millions of people that oh, enjoy absolutely. watching those sports. Yeah.
1: You know, I'm speaking to one right now. Enjoy, I mean, Steve. That, <laughs> that brings us
0: into the next tier here. These are the, the the established networks that have streaming services associated with them. You know, I'm missing out. I'm, I'm going to leave out a ton of different networks, but, you know, there are a few streaming networks that are pretty big right now that have bigger, big subscriber base that, are actually established networks. So CBS's, NBC and Discovery all have their own streaming services with Paramount Plus, Peacock and Discovery Plus. These are all um, services that are are quite big right now. Paramount Plus is 47 million subscribers, which is respectable for a brand new one. Peacock is still fumbling out the block. Apparently they only have like 25 million subscribers, only nine of which are paid subscribers that's really really unsettling for them they had in discovery plus only has 20 million these are the old guard of tv you know these were the established brands of television and they're struggling to get off the ground with these streamers they they actually laughed off the streamers because they have a steady base of of viewers on Mm -hmm. each of those networks like cbs is fine nbc is fine they have tons of people that watch them a lot of basically middle america watches a ton of those series like CSI, and... Um, Law & Order. Yeah, all of those shows. All, like, Survivor. The 911
1: series, Survivors, all, that's me. <laughs> all
0: of those things, they're being watched. People watch those things, they enjoy them. They also have live sports, so you're getting yeah. the NFL, you're getting um basketball. basketball. You're, you're getting all of those things. You're getting the N- NHL, baseball. All of that stuff is going on those networks, so they're, they're okay with that. So their streaming services were sort of late to the game, and they were struggling with their rollouts. I mean, especially... the the biggest struggle is certainly peacock they were they were really relying on the 2020 olympics to launch it and be Mm -hmm. the platform for it and then that stalled because of the pandemic and then even the rollout of it wasn't as exciting because you had a you know you had an empty arena olympics in japan and then this year they they are trying to ramp it up again and be like guys we are the home of the olympics and they're probably pretty upset that the US is like should we actually be going to the Olympics? Uh they're probably a little upset about that right now. But that's that's where they're at right now and they're struggling to get those subscribers as well. And the really interesting one here is Disney Discovery Plus rather, which has gotten a, a pretty big base of people because it's it combines a bunch of different uh TV networks because you know, they realized they couldn't make their own individual uh they couldn't make their own individual streaming services yeah so they combine a bunch of different services together so actually with disney sorry with discovery plus I keep saying disney with discovery plus you get a bunch of channels you get the food network hgtv tlc discovery uh the history you get animal planet all of these things and especially one of the ones that a lot of people are looking at the magnolia network all come on this one streaming service and it's pretty affordable so it's it's actually an interesting one in the fold of all of this but mm-hmm. one of the things that i've heard going around is the fact that these streaming services might be on the chopping block they're not dedicated to the, the people aren't really dedicated to keeping them and they could be bought by someone disney. even right now <laughs> wa- no warner brothers warner brothers is in talks with merging with um uh discovery and selling off hbo and merging it with discovery that's one of the thoughts uh there's a thought that disney might you know, why not Disney buy Peacock?
1: Disney buys everything at this point. So what
0: what do you th- what do you think is the most likely of all of this to happen? And what would that do to the streaming landscape?
1: I don't think they'll be closed or eliminated. I I could see mergers. You know, we're in this era of mergers, you know, ATT and Warner Cable and Disney, you know, all these things are being bought and and, and whatever. So I can see bigger house companies coming in and buying my initial gut, like I just screamed, is Disney. Disney's the one that probably has the most money um and is the big conglomerate out there in media right now that could probably buy any of these um yeah but I can just see them being bought and absorbed and put in one of those platforms and become something new under another banner or under the umbrella of another app
0: which one do you think is the most likely to go right now
1: um it, I mean choosey just to choose one
0: yeah. Peacock. Who do you think it would go to? What's the most likely to buy it?
1: What do you have in Peacock? Peacock is just like cable, right?
0: Um Well, Peacock is NBC Universal. NBC Universal. Yeah, that's who owns it right now. It's NBC Universal owns it. So that has all of the content from NBC's back library, all the universal content, all of that stuff.
1: Warner Brothers.
0: You could see it going and can combine yeah. with HBO.
1: Yeah, HBO. I could see that being combined with HBO. I don't see that going to Disney. I could see that going with HBO.
0: I mean, I think that's a pretty likely one. I mean, I could see also Paramount because Paramount is another studio and like it would be interesting to see a merger of Paramount and Warner Brothers Media combining. That would be a really cataclysmic thing because you look at it, then you get a huge merger of content onto one network there. I think that could be really interesting. But the thing for me, that would be the most interesting for it would be the fact that like if hbo were to buy something like that and acquire any one of these networks that it greatly expands it and and changes the landscape of what you can watch like if one of the things that hbo could do to expand would be if you take paramount you get obviously all the cbs content which means you get a really popular franchise that cbs owns which is star trek you get all the star trek content yeah that into the fold there And you can start incorporating live sports because CBS has a bunch of live sports and Paramount Plus particular has live sports. They have a lot of soccer content on there, which is pretty good. Um, Peacock also has soccer content and can use that as leveraged into, if they want to go into, if if say Netflix really wants to get into live TV, they could acquire it and somehow incorporate that into the service would be interesting. But I think Discovery is out there because it's catalog is huge. I think discovery has a really interesting catalog out there of shows that like, you know, you used to watch all the time back when those channels used to have actual content on it, as opposed to reality TV shows. Like, I don't know if you remember, but history used to actually show history. Yep. You don't, you know, remember that.
1: I remember Uh, that. (laughs) I do remember that when I was a kid
0: those things could be back on streaming and that could be really awesome to just get content and like those could go to any of them. And I I would be really excited to watch that. I think that could be something that's definitely on the chopping block and you know, who knows, maybe even prime video could be like, you know what, we're going to buy Peacock because we're worth a trillion dollars or whatever the, whatever Amazon is worth nowadays and just buy NBC entirely and just put that into its service and just say, yeah, now you can, you know how we were trying to negotiate for football? Well now we got football, all of it so there you go
1: it'll be interesting to see what happens
0: is there anything from these different services that you're excited about in the, in the coming year
1: um picard season two um i've always liked that show um whoopi's bag as as green on so i'm really happy about that i watched the good fight which is a um just a, another and within the universe of the good fight but yeah i mean i just watch it when i miss something on cable because i have cable and then these apps put the next day the episode that I miss and I just put it on. So it's not something that I there are no. There's nothing on it that I need or that I constantly watch.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's the thing that the, the content isn't really there yet. Yes, I, I'm we're both excited. We talked about this earlier, but Paramount Plus does have a big series that's coming out in a couple months. And that's the Halo series. Yeah. I think that's actually next month. I believe it's coming out in March. The trailer just dropped. The trailer's dropped and it looks incredible. Uh, By incredible, I mean, I'm actually really scared. But uh, (laughs) if I'm honest, it looks like they did a great job of making the video game a TV show. Yeah. But I don't know what it's really going to be about. And I'm a little bit nervous about that aspect. So I don't know. I'm really excited to see it. Uh, You know, I'm a huge Halo fan. We'll definitely have an episode talking about that series. So I'm really, really excited to see what that looks like. And that might actually get me for it. And I mean, I'm also excited because both Paramount and Peacock have soccer and, you know, Liverpool's in the Champions League. So I got to watch Paramount. Liverpool's going to win the Premier League. So I got to watch Peacock. So it it, got me regardless. Our last service that we're gonna talk about here is Apple TV Plus. This is the service that's on the outside of all of them. They don't have any things that are not originals. That's the thing that makes Apple TV very different from every other service so far. They have nothing but originals, which is an interesting way to go about it. And also it's a you know multi-billion dollar company. They, they don't care about actually, this is a, the, the immediate immediate afterthought of, what's the next iPhone going to look like? And how can we mm-hmm. add another camera onto the back of it? You know, so I don't think they're really that concerned about this, but it is an interesting one out there because for me, it's weird. The only reason I bought each, I bought Apple TV plus was because I got a new iPhone and they gave me a free year. And that's when I discovered Ted Lasso and I realized, <laughs> Oh wait, I can watch Ted Lasso on this. And then after it was over, I canceled Apple TV plus. And then a new season of, <laughs> a new season of Ted Lasso came back. So I re-signed up for Ted La- for Apple TV And I just forgot to cancel it. I still haven't canceled it yet. I probably should. Um, but it's really interesting. Like what, what is the real growth future for this network? If there is any,
1: uh, listen, I, this is, I don't know. I don't watch anything there except Ted Lasso. I think it's, it's in the vein of Amazon. And Prime, you know, it's a secondary thing. It's a thing that comes with your laptop purchase or your iPhone purchase or your iPad purchase. It's there. Um, And I think they use, I would assume they would use a lot of like, oh, we sold these many iPhones. Since we got to give you a subscription, we have these many viewers in our platform. But I really don't, can't think of anything that stands out apart from Ted Lasso, which is just, just one comedy so you know it did make that splash it joined the, the the series wins i don't know because for me out of i watch more paramount plus and peacock than apple tv like for me apple tv in my world it's the non-existent um streaming service
0: i mean well the, one of the things is you're not a, a dad because it has dad movies on there, like a lot of them. Like <laughs> Tom Hanks is just churning out the dad movies on the network. You know, he's got Greyhound. He has Finch. Like he's just making all of these different movies. Oh, I that saw are, the
1: trailer for Finch. Yeah, that's I, right.
0: I feel like it's becoming the dad net movie network, which is it's not a dad bad dad lane to go yeah, down. it's not a you know, bad make, lane. Make more movies about submarines and, <laughs> and 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 like who knows? Maybe they'll have a Master and Commander series. It's like all the they just all make the, about wooden ships. You know, like.
1: The Ford versus Ferrari movie. The dad yeah, all movie. of those. Put put yeah.
0: all of that's that's the network they're going to go down. <laughs> wow. No, but it's interesting because one of the things they're investing in, interestingly, is movies. They're they're becoming strip distributors for big movies. Like, not more recently, there hasn't been a, a ton, but like they just put out the the tragedy of Macbeth. They were the ones that released the tragedy of Macbeth on their service, and we both watched that. We were really excited about that. And this year, they actually have three movies, at least, that are really, really anticipated. You have um, a Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds movie Mm -hmm. where they're doing a remake of A Christmas Carol, which is, I mean, Will Ferrell is probably playing Scrooge, which is going to be hilarious, probably. Um, Couldn't care less about Ryan Reynolds anymore. I'm done. I'm I'm signed off. Don't care. Uh, I, you know, I like him, but I just wanted to play someone different.
1: He's just become too
0: repetitive. He looks the same. And he just needs to do something.
1: Well, I don't mind that he looks the same because, yeah, I could stare at him forever. But I I, it's he he's basically the rock without the muscles.
0: Yeah. um, But beyond that, they have two other widely anticipated movies. Uh, You have a Brad Pitt and George Clooney movie that's coming Mm -hmm. out with directed and written by John Watts. And we have no idea what this movie is going to be, but it stars Brad Pitt and George Clooney. So I'm 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 in that's going to be really anticipated Two of the biggest movie stars there are right now. And they're rejoining, you know, they've, they've had those whole oceans movies together, so they have a fantastic chemistry. So that could be great. And they also have Martin Scorsese's new movie flowers of the moon. Yep. They, they have, um, that movie coming out, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Jesse Plemons. It's going to be a huge, huge movie and a big one for the Oscars coming up next year, I believe. So that's going to be really their lane right now. Um, beyond their their movies that are coming out is there anything that you're excited about or anything you're watching or excited about in there
1: i mean like i said i don't watch a lot of stuff there i'm not a fan of the morning show um although i've watched both seasons so morning show and ted lasso are the only things that i watch i'm excited for ted lasso season three whenever that drops i hope it drops later this year they get to film it because that show is amazing
0: yeah, I really hope that that one. Uh, they, they're filming it right now. They just started filming, so oh, that they should, did. Oh, also,
1: so it's dropping in the fall. There's
0: it no, probably could yeah. come out this fall, so that could be exciting. I do actually right now. I, I just saw that there was a, a new show on on there called After Party. I just started watching it. It it's actually looks pretty good. It looks pretty fun. It was pretty funny. So I watched the first two episodes, and I think it was pretty good. Um, Isn't there a I show? I would recommend that
1: from Lee Pace in Apple TV. Oh, was Foundation. The- Foundation. Yeah, Foundation. That, I've that's just something that. I want. That's something I want to watch
0: i just uh i think i just finished the first season i enjoyed it okay it's slow it's a slow uh sci-fi burner so if you enjoy sci-fi if you like things like star trek or or the expanse i feel like foundation could be something that you could enjoy
1: yeah that's something i want to start
0: from apple tv so there you go see another
1: one that i i'm going to start soon because i want to see that
0: now there are a ton of other streamers out there you know every single network has their own streaming service you know amc plus or showtime or stars but you know, we're not talking about any of those. Is there anything else out there though that you just want to throw out as like a TV show you're excited for this year?
1: Um, Handmaid's if it comes back this year, I think season five might drop at the end of the year. Um, it's from Hulu, um, which again, it's like compare it to Prime and to like Apple TV, these streaming streaming services that win big awards and they they have one or two great shows, but people just forget about them but i'm excited about handmates. you know me you know i love a nice dark depressing tale um so yeah that's that's pretty much it i think i've covered everything from most streaming services oh and a small little show called love victor from hulu as well so i actually do watch hulu quite a lot
0: oh well, wow, that's pretty funny yeah i don't really i mean the only other thing i would say that's like i'm excited for is you know if what we do in the shadows comes back this year. I love what we do in the shadows. It's so, so good. It's it's an it's incredible so series. So I I'm excited for that to come back. There's going to be another season of uh Miracle Workers. I like I really enjoy Miracle Workers. Yeah. It's on on TBS, which apparently in terms of like network television is one of the most show, watched shows on TV. Yeah. Which I didn't realize. Yep. So if you haven't checked out miracle workers, I would recommend any season you can start literally with any season. It doesn't matter what season you start with. Cause every one is different. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Did for you that. see that
1: he's playing Al Yankovic?
0: Yeah. Weird. He's playing weird Al. Yeah. I saw that. That's, <laughs> That's amazing. Be so if, good. If you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe he's going to be playing, playing. Yeah. Apparently he's going to be playing weird Al um, in a biopic on, on, Weird Al, <laughs> like, th- I mean, th- I mean, come on, you, they, you're gonna love that. I mean, this is what we want, right?
1: <laughs> I love that he's like, listen, I get royalties from Harry Potter for the rest of my life. I can do whatever I want when it comes to projects, and he's really good in nine out of ten of his projects. I'd I say I really uh, talented and really
0: good. Yeah, he's a terrific actor. I mean, what's really funny is like he's playing Weird Al, but in, this is a funnier die production that's going to Roku. I mean talk about like doesn't care. He's not looking for money at all. That guy no, is he's set. Not. He's yeah. he's just he wants projects that excite him that he's excited for. So, I right, a good more power to him. More power to Danny Radcliffe. For him. Shout outs to Danny Radcliffe if you listen to the pod, which I doubt you do. But shout outs to you. <laughs> uh that's all we got today. So uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up this year that we're excited to watch. So check out your serv- your streaming services. Hopefully, if you subscribe to all of these streaming services, then you'll be able to follow all the content we talk about because we'll talk about content from probably all of them throughout the year. So definitely expand your services if you need to or get a password from one of your friends. I don't know what you guys just to do <laughs> with your life. I have all of them. I pay, I pay for every single one of these on my own. I don't want to be called out by any of these services if they look to you know check us here but um yeah just check them out and check out all these services check out all the the, the net with the shows that are coming out and enjoy some more content thanks for listening
1: bye